Our next guest has delivered live motivational and educational keynote programs to over 200 different organizations, schools, and companies. He's a professional speaker with over 10 years of experience in personal and professional empowerment. In the past 12 years, he's lived in nine cities, four states, three time zones, and two coastlines. His passion and purpose was discovered in 2007 and has drastically expanded since then. Join me today as I interview my special guest, Adam Renata Renville. Expand their consciousness, align their emotions, restructure their focus, escalate their income, open a business, save their business, step into leadership, learn to speak publicly, and to fall in love with themselves. Awesome work. Welcome, Adam. Thank you. Thank you, Regina. I appreciate that. That was beautiful intro. Um, I love how you uh, also got a kick out of the 13.2. I like to be as specific. I, if I could, if it wouldn't look weird, I would actually put the exact figure <laughs> up there. But I don't know how people would take that. But I like to get more as I like to get as in, in deep and detail as possible when it comes to that, because those those and so people understand the number, the metric you read off of yes. 13.2, those 13.2 thousand plus people are people that I've actually worked with in person. So over the past six wow. years, that's the people that I've worked with face to face. That's the people that have come to an event, a live event. That's the people that I've done in corporate uh, monthly trainings. That's the people that I've worked with in mastermind classes, spiritual enrichment programs, one-on-one coaching, one-on-one business consulting, tonality workshops, uh, soft skills workshops, um, social uh, successful social selling workshops. So it's people that I've I've worked with in person. I I don't count really what who I've attached to and who I've worked with on social media because that metric is obviously much higher. Right. But the question is when you when you start to look at those metrics, how much of the how much of their time have they spent on your content? You can't really you can't really gauge that properly. But I know that a little over 13,200 people over the past six years since my business has been created, I've been able to work with at least for one hour face-to-face, whether it be me in a group or me and a person right. one-on-one. That, that's impressive and incredible. And, and I say that because my own personal goal is to impact at least 10,000 businesses through my coaching and through the work that oh, wow. I do. And so I'm I'm very uh, thrilled to hear that that's your track record. That's awesome. Mm. That is- well, it's it's it was it's, it's not a my goal going into it is not to increase the metrics. If that number had only been 187 people, I would still be extremely happy that I had 187 people that I was able to step into their life either personally or professionally and right. offer them some type of comfort, some type of consulting, coaching, training whatever it takes to help better that person's right. day, week, month, year, quarter, or day, week, month, quarter, year, whatever yeah. it helps to do that, whatever it takes to do that, that would be awesome, you know, for me. So, but the thing is, is it grew and it grew and I was able right. to scale. My name got bigger here in the local area. More and more people reached out. Not only were more and more people reaching out when I reached out to somebody, somebody there had heard of me because of a referral or because of what they saw online, or maybe they had one of their employees or themselves attended a previous event. So it was that like viral, but in real yes. life, it was that viral uh, explosion, but it happened in real life. And I wouldn't say it was an explosion, but it definitely grew quicker than I thought. I, I had envisioned big numbers because everybody always envisions great numbers. Shoot for the stars. If you miss the star, maybe you land on the moon, but you're still out of this planet. You're still out yeah. of this world. Right. So it grew and it, and I'm extremely happy for it. And I'm extremely happy to get the messages of, well, this helped me add an extra $1,200 to my monthly total. That conversation or that yeah. training helped me listen to my husband and understand his needs and understand his dislikes. That helped me to talk to my daughter better because she was going through right. a hard time. I've had people say, you know, I was thinking about drinking a bottle of pills. I had somebody, you know, say I was thinking about potentially harming myself. And I I, I can't, I I don't stay in 24-7 contact with those people. I I truly hope they're still here. But at least in that moment, you know, whether whether they did end up hurting themselves, whether they, they did end up getting a divorce, whether they did end up filing bankruptcy, at least in that moment, they knew that there was another human being that actually cared about their situation. 
That's phenomenal. And and so important to why we get into business in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's for that impact that we can have, that we can change lives. And not only can we change those lives, but the lives of the people that we impact, they go out and change other lives. And you get that huge ripple effect. Well, let me ask you, how many, how many have how many people have you directly with with what you do? I see some books yeah. in the background. I know you wrote a book. Uh, I know you have many different life experiences through our conversations, but through business and I guess through through personal coaching and everything yeah. you do, how many how many people have you directly impacted, worked with, and 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 helped one on one or even one on a group? And that's a and that's a really good question. And you you've um, I don't know the answer. So you have <laughs> uh, motivated me <laughs> to. To uh, to work on that <laughs> and to know well, that well, answer awesome. because it is one of my goals is to impact at least ten thousand people or ten thousand business mm-hmm. owners and that means mm-hmm. ten thousand families, right? Uh, right. Because for me, like for you, it is it's not just about the business; it is about the relationships, the the impact that we make, uh, the the legacy, the long term legacy that can be created in families. Uh, when you mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, you know, maybe a relationship on the rocks. And as you mentioned, my book, uh, Bulletproof Your Marriage Mm -hmm. is my first book. Mm -hmm. And it's all about saving families. And, you know, I I come from a family that was extremely dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mother was married four times. My father, Mm -hmm. whom I didn't know from the time I was about four or five years until I was about 36. Oh, wow. I found him. He was in his fifth marriage. Yeah, I didn't. So, yeah, so I come from a very mm. dysfunctional family, and 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 that's just the surface. <laughs> but mm. my husband, my first husband, and as you and I've talked about, I was widowed back in 2014. My first mm-hmm. husband, uh, we were married for 44 years, and he oh. came from a very stable home. Right. And so you know, we we came into our marriage with the idea of. If this doesn't work, we're going to figure out what's wrong and we're going to fix it. Mm. But where I was going with that is that, you know, we create a legacy for our children by what we create in our marriage, in our in our families. And I know we're off track a little bit on business, folks, but trust me, we'll bring it back around. <laughs> well, marriage, marriage. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that in, and I'm not married yet. Um, I will be married this May. Uh, mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, <laughs> I've been with her 38 months. Uh, uninterrupted, but I can tell you something, you know, one of the things that bothers me is when people say you don't mix business and personal life. And I completely disagree with that because I totally disagree. If you go home, if you go home to hell, right. If you go home to an abusive husband, yeah. if I come home to a wife that I've, that I know has cheated on me twice or doesn't take care of our kids or is right. completely draining our bank account on, yeah. on drugs, if I come home to an abusive person or you go home to an abusive person, when you leave the house the next morning, you're not at your best. Right. So your relationship, your love, your foundation that you have at home dictates what you do out in the exactly. world. Because I can tell you also the other side is I was doing great in my business. I was doing phenomenal. I was growing. I was expanding. I was reaching new people. And then when I brought this woman into my life, another layer of responsibility stepped into my mind. It climbed into my mind and said, okay, now you need to go to 200% because another person has given you their life. They've, they've, they've endowed their safety, their financial security to you, their love to you. Now I have an extra piece of motivation with this person that I love more than myself. Now I have additional motivation to go out and even succeed in the times where it's completely pitch black dark, because I know that I go home, I have another human counting on me. So there's a higher layer of accountability as well. And out of the pure love that you have for the person that you're with, you want to provide for them on the highest level. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, they do go hand in hand. So it is anybody that might've said, why are they talking about love and marriage? That's not what this show is about. (laughs) Actually, actually there's benefit on both sides. Yeah. Uh, One of my mottos is save a business, save a marriage, save a marriage, save a business. Oh, I like that. I'm going to steal it. You're you're welcome to do so. That stress from either side of that, that you bring into the other side impacts that. Right. And then that piece that I was going to as well is that what your children grow up with Mm -hmm. is what they're more than likely going to reproduce in their own lives. The the divorce rate is so much higher for for people who come from a divorced home than those Mm -hmm. who don't. Uh, Because you either learn in the home how to love and support one another, or you don't, you learn the opposite. Absolutely. 
and you take that with you when you leave home. That's why I say I was so blessed to marry a man who came from a stable home. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. I, I, and that's awesome. And that is awesome. That's beautiful that you had that yin and that yang, that push yeah, and that pull. Exactly. And also, though, too, you know, I didn't grow up in a perfect home. I'm not going to get deep into the particulars, yeah. but I didn't. I grew up with there was addiction. There was vocal abuse. There was um, uh, neglect. There was I didn't grow up in a perfect home. However, my mother and my father are my version of God. That's how much I love them. But I will say uh, and my fiance didn't grow up in a perfect home either. And and her well, story. There is, is no perfect. such thing, first of all, as a perfect home. It doesn't exist. Oh, uh, well, that's true. <laughs> but I'll say this: I grew up. I grew up in a rough childhood situation. She grew up in a rough childhood situation for gotcha. our own perspectives and our own right. specific things that we had. But I will yeah. tell you though that one thing of growing up with that, and you growing up with your mother having what was it three or four marriages and your father yeah. having five marriages. Yeah. So that's nine marriages that you that right yeah. there. Yeah. You grew up. And you learned everything that you don't want in a relationship. You were able to see everything that you don't want in a man that you will not accept in a partner that you absolutely will not tolerate in a husband. And I got to see that. And my fiance got to see this. So we both came together in our relationship and she knew exactly what she didn't want in a man. She knew exactly what she wouldn't tolerate in a man, what she wouldn't accept in a man. And I knew the exact same things that I wouldn't tolerate, accept or allow from a woman. And it wasn't like we sat down as two broken people and said, okay, I'm going to fix this, this, and this, and you're going to fix this, this, and this. We were already those people that came together because we knew exactly what we didn't want and our energies finally connected. And you were both blessed in that regard. So So there there is blessing. Yeah. True. So, so, so anybody listening, anybody watching, there is, I know you might not see it right now, but if you're growing up in a bad household, if your father's abusive, if your mother's abusive, if there's addiction, if there's divorce, if there's um, extreme sexual exploitation, whatever could possibly be going on, there is beauty on the other side of it because you are learning everything you won't tolerate or accept in your potential relationship. But it takes you to have that open mind to be able to say, okay, mom and dad are crazy. But I don't have to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to be. My you get future to go husband. Create. You yes, get to go my create. future husband, my yeah. future wife, they don't have to be, That's you know? Right. Yeah. And that also translates into the professional world too. Mom and dad might've had a failing business. Mom and dad, mom and dad might've been terrible with money. Mom and dad might've gambled away their money. They might've spent it on drugs. They might have um, just been in extreme poverty their whole life. That doesn't have to be you. Because you know what you don't want to deal with. You know what it's like to have your water turned off in the middle of the night. You know what it's like to have government handout for food. You know what it's like to use food stamps and try to make them look like dollars. You know what those rock bottom situations are. And anybody that I feel that goes in them, there's no way you fall in love with that. But you learn from it and you say, I will not go back here. People that haven't, haven't experienced that don't have that same level of hunger. That's true. Very true. Yeah. No, it is true. And, and, and it is, you know, this is not the way we normally start our, our interviews, but it was perfect. (laughs) Yes. So let's back up just a little bit. Yes. And let's hear about a little bit about how you got to where you are, Adam. What's what's your journey? Well, I kind of did expose a little little bit bit. of it, um, a little bit bit of it right there growing up. I've never really been able to pinpoint why, where, or how I became a professional speaker because all since I was a kid, I loved the biggest fear in the world, which was speaking publicly, whether that was in front of your class, whether that was in front of your church, whether that was in front of a sports team, whatever it was, people just don't like to speak publicly. I Here's the best way to put it. The way you feel before you get up and speak because you're nervous and terrified is how I feel if I'm the one who's not up in front of people speaking. That's the only way I can I can describe that. So then when I became old enough to understand that there's a business within every art form, there is a profit within every art form. Growing up, I wanted to be an athlete. Um, I always wanted to do what I'm doing now, but but where I came from, born and raised here in Flint, Michigan, well, I'm not in Flint now, but being born and raised in Flint, Michigan, there's not many uh, options or avenues to be an artist. There's not many options and avenues to be an entrepreneur or to be a speaker like I am right now. So athletics was the was the route that I wanted to take. And then it was around the age 18 when I was in my freshman year of college, um, on top of, of being uh, an athlete, 
I was working, um, doing uh, work study for a student employment in the financial aid office at the university that I was at. And the president of the department that I was in, she had to do a presentation for uh, transfer student orientation. Uh, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to say the name of the department because I don't know if this could still get her in trouble. I think we're way, way past it, but out of the respect of what she did for me, she came to me and she said, I mean, now remind, remind, remember this, I'm 18 years old. She came right. to me and she said, you know, Adam, you're very charismatic. You're very fun. People like to be around you. You know how to make people laugh. You don't seem to have a problem talking to a group of people. I said, I don't. Had no idea what was coming next. I said, yeah, I don't. I love it. I love it. I love doing it. She said, well, I have to do a presentation to a couple hundred people. It's going to be for the transfer student orientation right after Christmas break. Um, I, I don't know what it's called. I don't even know if it has a name, but she has a condition where when she gets up on stage, her body, the, the, there's like a process that goes through her body and she gets lockjaw and she gets so physically sick in her stomach that her body will shake like this and she won't be able to physically deliver a message to to a group of people. So she said, I will give you an extra $500 on your next paycheck. If you can do this presentation for 40, 45 minutes, I'm like, what the hell? 500. I've never made $500 in less than an hour. Is this a joke? I'm like, absolutely. I had no idea. Absolutely. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. And she said, don't worry, I'll give you this skeleton. You'll have bullet points. You'll have enough information to carry yourself through. And by the time it came to me having to do it, um, Regina, I had probably six or seven minutes of content that was given to me. So I had to literally on the spot create, create what I was going to say. And all I knew at the time of being an athlete was how to make it motivational and inspirational and touch on emotion. So I got a partial standing ovation at the end of the event. So that was where that was like my first, that was my first taste of the drug. That was my first yeah. shot of the her- first shot of heroin. I was hooked. I was addicted. I was bit by the bug at every level. I was, I was, I was over the top in love with it. So right. I said to myself, how do I do this? Cause I always wanted to, I always wanted to, I was told my parents, I said, I'm going to be a speaker. When I grow up, I'm going to, I'm going to host these events. I'm going to work with people once I've done X, Y, and Z. Then That's I said to myself, incredible. I don't need to do X, Y, and Z. I don't need to be a pro athlete. I don't need to go and become a top-notch actor. I don't, because I was in acting. I was also in music production. I was a DJ. I was a songwriter. I don't need to become famous in those. Why don't I just, you know, pro, why don't I just skip this instead of prolong it? Why don't I just skip all this and fast track and go right into what I want to do? So when I moved back from Los Angeles, because I had lived in obviously the state of Michigan, all over the state of Michigan. Uh, Chicago, New York City, and then Los Angeles. And then when I had finally moved back from Los Angeles in 2015, excuse me, I started my company in December of 2015. And it was literally a logo, a website, and a couple pieces of content that I was literally trying to shop out to every single company that would hire a speaker. And that's when I said to myself, so that was 2016, excuse me, 2015. So we're coming up on, well, I'm in my sixth year as a, as a business owner doing the speaking full time. So that was the, the, the turning point where I said, okay, I don't have kids. I do not have a mortgage payment at the, at the current moment. I do not have a wife. I don't have anybody relying on me. I, I don't go in, if I don't go all in now, if I don't jump into my business and I attach my passion to a business model now, right. I'm not going to do it when I'm, I'm not going to do it flash forward a decade from now. Yeah. I, pro- exactly. I could, I could, but it would be unnecessarily harder a decade right. from now. If exactly. I go two decades from now and I'm in my forties, I could start the business. I could do it, but it's unnecessary wasted time. It's 20 years of time that I could have used doing what I love instead of catering to somebody else's dream. So why don't I do it now while I have the money? I didn't have a ton of money. Let me, let me start out with that. But while I have a little bit of money to start, while I have the time to start, and while I don't have mouths to feed and a roof to pay for, I might as well put it in now. So that way in the future, my future self can thank my past self. And, and that's, and that's where I'm at now with it. So here we are in 2021, mind muscle mastery is a company. Um, uh, it's me. I have two physical locations here in the state of Michigan, one in the city of Clarkston, one in the city of Pontiac, two different physical empowerment centers where people can get memberships and come to my events every single month. They can pay for a, a yearly membership. Um, we have big networking events. We have mastermind classes. We bring in other speakers. Uh, now we're doing virtual training. We're doing uh, digital workshops. 
um, summits, selling webinars. And uh, soon as, as soon as this calms down a little bit, we're going to shoot right back into the live events. So starting in my parents' basement with a logo, a terribly made website, and a little bit of content for online to being able to having two physical physical empowerment centers and locations is. And, 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 and the beautiful thing is the second location actually opened during the pandemic. So I don't want to hear anybody say yeah. that they can't capitalize on this because yeah. you can't. There are I don't a lot of good things that come out of, you know, there are a lot yeah. of horrible things. Don't get me wrong. Yes, there, there are a lot are. of yes, there absolutely are. horrific things that have come out of this past year. But there's also a lot of good things and people who are moving forward and mm. and uh, don't get stuck in that pity mode and that no. I can't do anything because of there's always going to be a because of whether it's a pandemic mm -hmm. or something else, there's always mm. going to be something that can stop you if you let it. And you're a great right. example of not letting it. Well, and there's a lot of people too, that I, that I work with on a daily basis that I, I, I wish would promote their success a little bit more because they've also been able to, you know, I think that that's something that anybody watching or listening to this, I hope that they understand, yo, you can tell the world how you succeeded in this pandemic because in our lifetime, within the next hundred years, 150 years, however long human beings start living to, we're probably not going to see a planet wide three month quarantine like we saw in 20, we're probably not going to see this again. And if we yeah. do, it's going to be way uglier and there's going to be more riots and there's going to be more protests. And it's just, right. it's going to be complete anarchy if we ever see it again. But you were in something right now that gave everybody a chance to sit down, do a deep dive into their life, see what's working, what's not working, what they'd like to do, what they want to stop doing. And it gave people an opportunity to actually try, because whether anybody admits this or not, nobody was praying for COVID-19 to hit yeah. and start killing people and shut the world down. Right. But people have been praying year after year, decade after decade for a reason to stop, for a chance yeah. to reset. Not just because you can't just pray for it for your own life, because if your own life, you get the chance to stop and reset, everybody else around you is still moving. But the yeah. whole world stood still at the exact same time. So everybody went back to the starting line. And yeah. if you didn't use that time to capitalize on that massive reset, then you wasted a golden opportunity. But there still is a chance. Like we're still in it right now. Absolutely. Use this. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm imploring people, use this because we can't go back and twist the clock back. Whether you think this is when, uh, whether you think the virus was manipulated by human hands, or if it came from a guy eating a bat in a in a night market, whatever you want to believe, right. it happened. It happened. Yeah, whether you love the reality. Biden campaign, whether you yeah. love the Trump campaign or the Biden campaign, it happened. Whether you exactly. think that people did this on purpose or it happened on accident, it happened. So you are required unless you are ready literally by yourself to suit up and go fight these people one on a hundred, one on a thousand, unless you are ready to storm the White House by yourself and get even, you are required to adapt. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you are, or, or you are literally, I don't like saying this word, but you will die. And I don't mean maybe physically, but what I traditionally mean with that is financially, you will financially yeah. die. Ultimately. And that's, and the thing of it is though, a lot of people are like, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. I want my safe job back. Hold on a second. If you got fired, if your company, safe, up, if you were, thank you. It was never safe, but do you know what is safe now, Regina? Do you know what is safe now? Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is safe because you can create a product like the book behind you and you can sell that book to the world at the speed of need. You don't ask anyone's permission. You don't need anybody to co-sign you. You can get on this right here, this magical little device right here or the computer we're on right now, and you can ship that book to people all over the world and you can profit on your own terms. That is security. That is the guarantee because you can sell that book as long as you can breathe oxygen. Well, what you can't do is go back to the factory, go back to the insurance company, go back to the dealership that shut down and folded up their doors because you were relying on another man or another woman to hand you a weekly paycheck. That was never secure. And no. finally, the world saw that, oops, we've been treating our kids and training our kids wrong for way too long. That isn't security. Yeah. Well said, sir. Well said. I get to, I get so passionate about it because I can't, tell. I can't see that passion <laughs> <laughs> because I've been screaming. I'm sure 
I've been saying it. I've been saying it for years. And it took this, this. to get people like me because I'm not the only one that's been saying this. Right. I'm not the only author. I'm not the only podcaster. I'm not the yeah. only content producer. I'm not the only speaker. Right. People have been saying this for years, but it took this massive tragedy right. to finally wake people up. Yeah. It has been the most unique moment in the history of my life for certain. And, uh, you know, it, it, it truly has been a reset. Mm-hmm. It had, it has truly been an opportunity, as you said, for people to assess or reassess where they are in their lives, what it is that mm-hmm. they're, they're wanting to do in their lives. And there are so many opportunities out there for entrepreneurs. One thing I want to touch on on that is mm-hmm. that while there are opportunities, people need to avail themselves of knowledge. They need to connect Agreed. with someone like yourself or myself or Agreed. other coaches, other mentors, who've been there and created success and know what that looks like and what that road is. Because, mm-hmm. and my listeners have heard me say this before, uh, as a new business owner, you don't know what you don't know absolutely about creating a successful business. So you don't absolutely. know who to ask because you don't know what to ask because you don't mm-hmm. realize that you don't have that knowledge. You don't know what it is. And absolutely. so talk to somebody who's walked in those shoes in already, who's already done that and knows how to help you get there. Well, for me, that was that was one of the make or break moments that actually happened well before the pandemic. That happened, uh, I believe it was January of 2017. Um, he still is in my life. Uh, his name is Michael. He is a professional speaker who had a company that was created back in 1988, and he was succeeding financially on multiple different ends of the business. And he was the one that actually said, okay, you can be this artistical person. You can be this entertaining person, and that's awesome. And you can get a bunch of vanity metrics from it, but how are you going to monetize it? So having the mentor that has actually done, and, and it's not just having a mentor, like a random mentor. Don't no. go get, if, if you want to yeah. be, if you want to be intelligent in as a financial planner, don't go get a heart surgeon to teach you that. If you want to be intelligent as a professional speaker, do not go get a uh, a person that does Bible study to teach you how to be a professional speaker. Get a mentor that is specific to your field that has succeeded at a level three, three at minimum, three times higher than where you're at because they are feeding their family off of their business. They're feeding their family off of their art. They're taking care of themselves. And you don't need to be Tony Robbins uh, rich to be successful. What if your passion could provide $140,000 a year? Is that a good living doing what you love? Absolutely. So find a realistic mentor that can teach you the business side of what your art, your passion, and your purpose is so you can monetize it properly. Years ago, you know, when, when the, when the, when the social media uh, era exploded and everybody wanted to use, start, starts wanting to use their phone to make money off of YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And, and now we've got clubhouse and TikTok right. and all these new entities that are coming up. There weren't many mentors around to teach people how to do that. Now, flash forward a decade, we have mentors all over that can teach right. you how to succeed and become a millionaire literally off of your phone. Right. So the value of mentorship is immeasurable. The value yeah. of mentorship, I can speak on it and, 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 I'm, and, and I'm hoping you can as well. I can speak on it from my perspective that it taught me how to not only be an artist, but to also be a businessman who is open-minded to creating additional streams of revenue so that I can continue even on a rainy day or a stretch of rainy days doing what I love and not have to pivot. I can't stand that word and pivot and become an Amazon driver because I didn't take care of my yeah. business or start right. selling wiper blades at AutoZone because yeah. I didn't do it. I can still do my love and be able to profit in different areas. So mentorship is, if they gather anything from our conversation, if your listeners gather anything, seek a mentor within the industry you are trying to succeed in. You know, that's interesting. And I totally agree with you. And it made me think back to uh, I had a, a staffing firm for about 12 and a half years. Okay. And uh, some of my best clients were also my mentors. Oh, okay. It was an interesting relationship. That is interesting. Because I would go, for example, one banker I can think of, um, you know, I would sit down with him and I really respected him mm-hmm. and and his wisdom and knowledge and things that he had accomplished in his life. And he became my client. I was able to provide services, uh, some HR services to their firm, some team 
leader uh, team development, some mm. uh, helping make sure that they get, had people in the bank in the right places and all of that. So some and and he's not the only one. There was an, there was a hospital administrator. They became my client. Did team work with them as well as placed employees with them. Did several things with them. But he was also a mentor. So it's interesting, oh, wow. you know, where you can find mentors mm-hmm. <laughs> and the relationships that can be developed. Um, you know, and and I totally agree with what you said about it doesn't have to be at the Tony Robbins level. And in fact, yeah. oftentimes, and nothing against Tony, I think he's amazing. But oftentimes, when we're seeking that higher level, it may be too much for where we're at right now. Oh, absolutely. We need someone closer yes. in our walk that can help perfectly us. said, perfectly said. Because it's it's hard when you when I mean I would love Tony to be one of my personal coaches because there's sure. there's no way around it. He's the he's the godfather, the guru of this. Yeah. Of, of our of our specific field, right. but the reality is, if he was to walk into your office or my office right now with where you are at with your understanding of business development and scaling, right. would you be able to relate to what he's saying? And I want right. people to think about that all the time. Do you really want to have a man or a woman who's making 20, 30, 40, hundred million dollars a year right. be your counselor or your mentor when you're just starting out? Because yes. you're both going to waste each other's time. You are not resonating at that frequency yet. You can't comprehend right. how they're thinking, the dialogue they're using, the energy they're giving you. So you need to get somebody that's closer to where you are, who right. is succeeding, who is succeeding right. and they're taking care of their life off of their business or business or product, business product or service. Yep. That's a big thing. A lot of people I'm, I'm dealing, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm dealing with this right now. And my future brother-in-law, I call him my brother-in-law. He's, he's 19. He loves gaming. He wants to be a professional gamer and he wants to stream. So he wants to get paid playing games, be in tournaments, and then also get paid to stream. But what's holding him back is he looks at some of the other successful gamers that have signed multi-million dollar contracts. Some of the other streamers that are making 500, $600, $700,000 mm. a year and says, well, I don't know if I can be them. And I'm like, Blaine, you don't need to be them. Right. You don't have to be them. What exactly. if you could make $60,000 a year doing what you love? What right. if you could make $80,000 a year doing what you love? You're not even 21 yet. So it's this unrealistic fi- uh, finish line vision that is holding people back. Yep. And, 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 and it's hurting more people than you realize. It's hurting people well, your is. age, my age, and people yeah. younger than, than, than both yeah. of us. Because they say, Absolutely. well, you know, I can't, I can't be the next financial expert because um, uh, Gordon, or who, who's the guy, uh, the, the, the financial guy, he's a speaker, he's bald. It's not Ramsey. Is it Ramsey? What is his name? Uh, Ramsey is the one that came to my mind. So I don't know. I can't think yeah. of his first name right now. But if you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. I can't yeah, be the yeah. next one of him. You don't have to be the next one yeah, of him. Exactly. You don't have to be the next Mark Cuban. You don't, ha- no one's, first of all, There's looking for the next room. Mark. They're looking for the new you. So. Yeah understanding this is, this is a big finance. This is a big professional tip that I teach people. And I also had to learn it myself because I do want to get to Tony Robbins level. I want to get above Tony Robbins. I have that aspirational goal. If I don't reach it, I will be just as happy living now than I would be if I hit that pinnacle. But, but you need to find people and surround yourself with people who are above you, but not too far above you. And secondly, you need to accept that being able to take care of your family from doing what you love is the ultimate currency. It yeah. doesn't, you don't have to be a multimillionaire, yeah. you know, and Absolutely. that's, and that's not even my primary goal anymore. That's not even yeah. my primary goal because within that, within that regard, you know, you start making 10, 20, $30 million a year. You're just switching slavery for slavery. Instead of being an employee transferring your time to get a paycheck. Well, if you're making $30 million a year, you're killing yourself to maintain making that $30 million a year. Most you know, likely. you're, you're switching, you're switching a lack of freedom for a different lack of freedom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. So, so the sweet, so the sweet spot is, 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 is beneath that, you know, right. the sweet spot is beneath that to give yourself real, not just financial it's freedom for everyone too. Yeah. I think that's important. But, people recognize it's an internal piece, internal and your lifestyle that you want to create. Well, it's the type of freedom that you want, you know, so everybody wants financial freedom, but at the same time, what comes with the cost of financial freedom? Are you still spiritually sound? Are you physically together? Did you lose your sanity? Do you still have your relationship? Because if you, if you lose all four of those things, all you have is one thing left, right? Is it, is it, would you rather have five or one? So you got to understand what you're giving and taking and where the real layer of freedom is. Yep. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah. 
This has been awesome. Uh, I've enjoyed this. So I think we've reached the place where I get to ask you my three favorite questions. Okay. <laughs> right. Sounds good so, to me. Question number one is, All right. what is a leadership principle that has served you well in your personal and business life? So I go back and forth on this. Now you ask me this today, I'll have an answer. A week from now, it'll probably change. But at the core, a leadership principle that has, so, so I want to make sure I'm saying that, a leadership principle that has served me well in my business. Mm-hmm. And or your life. Is absolutely not one human being on this planet owes me one single thing. Uh-huh. And by realizing that, that principle, I have instead of saying, man, I just wish I had rich parents. I wish my grandpa had started a company, which everybody says at one point. But what I realized is you're relying on somebody else to love you or like you enough to hand out something to you. But I'm realizing now that when I know that nothing is owed to me, I actually have all of the power and control of whatever success I want sitting in my hand. I'm not saying it in the accountability factor because at some point everybody deserves to have help, but I am incomplete. I am the president. I am the king. I am the captain. I am the guru. I am the leader of my life. And nobody owes me anything. And because nobody owes me anything, I don't have to wait for one second to go get what I want. Love that. I don't have to ask I for permission. That. I just do. I simply do. Now it has to be legal, moral, ethical, and above right. board. But I'm not I'm not waiting for my coworker to die so I can take his or her spot. I'm not right. waiting for my boss to retire so I can finally get promoted to COO at the age of 51 years old. Right. I'm not waiting for handouts. I'm in control of my life and I'm going to go take whatever I want. I love it. That That's very powerful. Very, very powerful. So our second question is, and as I mentioned before, we, we really can't tell that you're passionate about what you're doing. So <laughs> this one may be hard for you to answer. It's <laughs> um, funny. <laughs> how has following your purpose and passion in life impacted the success of your business? Look at me. <laughs> Listen to me. Can't you tell? It has, it's fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's all different types. There's, there's everybody seeks to be fulfilled, whether that's sexually, right. whether that's romantically, whether that's financially, whether that's physically, it is. And I can't speak for everybody because for somebody else, they might, they might, they might not give a damn about owning a business or running a company or starting their own art. And for some they people, might, it's not right. Yeah. And and they they might want, they might just want a stable um, life partner. They might want a stable husband or stable wife. But for me, what it's done is it's ushered in an immeasurable layer of fulfillment. And that has, as we talk in the beginning, watch how this all comes full circle. I'm able to bring that fulfillment from a portion of my life that I'm spending eight, nine hours a day working on and bring that back into a different side of my life. So instead of coming home broken, Instead of coming home hurt, disappointed, um, under uh, underappreciated, I actually come home with my cup on full. Not only is my cup on full, the saucer in my cup is sitting as on full. Not only is the cup and the saucer on full, I'm spilling over the table trying to catch it with a cloth because there's so much. And coming home, I can radiate that energy into my into my wife. I can radiate that energy into my parents and into my sisters who are younger than me and, in, and into my future brother and sister-in-laws. I can right. radiate that because I am fulfilled right. and actions speak louder than words. You can just look, look, and I'm not, this is no cockiness. This is no right. ego or narcissism. Look at me and listen to me. This, yeah. this isn't a game. This isn't yeah. an act. This isn't for pretend. I'm, right. I'm not that good at acting, Regina. <laughs> I'm good, but I'm not that good. But not that good. Okay. <laughs> no, I love that. It's uh, that that's really good, and I think fulfillment is something that maybe gets overlooked a lot. Oh, it definitely does. And, it definitely, and particularly does. if you are, and maybe maybe a better way to say it is, if you've never experienced it in mm-hmm. your job or mm-hmm. in the company you've created then you don't realize the power of it, the satisfaction of it. That's a very valid point. A lot of people have never experienced it. And and also that goes back to the home life as well. If you have not experienced that in your marriage, if you have not experienced that with your children, you know, the old phrase, you you don't know what you're missing. 
Yeah. Because I, I, I can only, I can only say right now that I don't think it can get any better than it is right now. I've got two healthy parents, two healthy sisters, a healthy wife and a beautiful life and a beautiful business. Um, both sides of the coin are, are at hundred percent. I'm terrified to lose a percent on either side because I'm there. I'm one, I'm at the finish line. I am good. I'm, yeah. I've done it. The only thing now is extra credit for me. I come home to I a stable it. woman in a stable relationship with a stable mindset with unconditional love. And I leave my love and my wife and my relationship here in the home. And I go out into the world with a stable, fulfilling, prosperous business and passion. And it worries me thinking, I think about it sometimes like, damn, can it get better? Can it, can it, can it get better? Yeah, I can make more money, but, but I'm good. That doesn't I'm necessarily great. make it better. Yeah, It doesn't, I'm, I'm It doesn't great. have to do with fulfillment. Yeah. I, I know that that's, yeah. I can't, I'll, I will, I mean, we've only been together 38 months. I know I'll get more love with my wife, but we're, if somebody told me right now, this is the ceiling, this is the pinnacle, you, no matter what you do, you can't go higher. I'm going to be like, cool. I've okay. arrived. I'm arrived. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Let me yeah. do this. Put this on repeat for the next 85 years. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I, I want more. I don't want anybody to understand. I want, I don't want anybody to confuse this as I'm complacent. I want more. I want to continue to grow spiritually, financially, emotionally, romantically, physically. I want to continue to grow, but I'm also incredibly thankful and happy with what I have. And here's the thing. I don't come from rich parents. Right. I don't come from this quote unquote crazy white privilege. I don't have these special crazy handouts. I don't come from that. Right. Right. And I know people say this all the time. If I can do it, you can do it. But the truth is I did do it. And I'm taking my time to teach you how to do it because it right. actually isn't that hard. It actually yeah. is not that hard. In my opinion, my opinion, because I've done both sides, it is harder to be an employee than it is to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's harder to get up every single day and pretend you're happy to go work for another man or another woman's dream and wait for this tiny little minuscule handout at the end of the week. It's harder to do that than it is to create your own thing, in my opinion. And once you've had a taste of creating your own thing, the last mm -hmm. thing you want to do is go back to working for someone else. I don't think it's possible. I, I, it's I just don't. So long. I, just think about that. If you if had, had to go to. back, if you had to go back, how hard would your boss have to work to try and change your mind back to an employee? You oh, would yeah. probably get fired before you yeah. actually conform. You probably yeah. would get let go because you're so far out of it that I right. think it becomes physically impossible. It, it would be it would be devastating for me to try to have to go back to work for someone else. It, it would be. It's just it's no longer in my nature to be able yeah. to do oh, that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, that's so beautiful to hear. <laughs> So I hope that answered question number two yeah. in, 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 in the short form. <laughs> just the bullet points, right? <laughs> yeah, just the bullet points. Just just a couple bullet points. Just a couple bullet points. Um, but remember, you took six minutes and turned it into 45. So, hey, we, we can do well with bullet points, right? Okay. Yeah, when you were in school. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, you are right. Third question. What yep. is one strategy that you've used in your business to generate profit because profit is so much more important than revenue. Before I answer that, mm -hmm. um, can you break down a, a, in, in a little bit more detail sure. exactly, exactly what, exactly what it is? Cause I want to make sure, sure. I, I want to make sure that I'm saying it the right way. Okay. Okay. Because I know what you, I know what you mean when you say profit yeah. is different than revenue. Yeah. And and revenue is what almost everyone focuses on today is, oh, mm -hmm. six figures this and seven figures mm -hmm. that. And and they're talking about the money that comes in the door from the sales. Mm -hmm. But you could have a $100 million company and not make any profit and go out of business. Okay. Right? I get so what you mean now. We all have to have ways that we make sure that that money is dropping. Some of that money is dropping to the bottom line. And mm -hmm. that's what feeds our families. That's what we reinvest in our business. Yep. So each business owner needs to find ways to maximize that. That's one of the things I teach in my coaching is, is right. how to okay. maximize your profit. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you don't get that profit, then 
you don't get those freedoms that you're looking for in your business. You've got the stress. You, you're working your tail off for nothing. Nothing's coming back to you. It's all going out the door. Yep. It's a, it's a revolving door of revenue and going back out that door. <laughs> I've, um, so I wanted to make sure that that's what it was. So, yeah. so this, some people are going to like this and some people are not. And that's the, okay. The real, the real entrepreneurs are going to not only like this, but they're going to understand it. The people that are here for, for a quick time, a quick time and a good time, they're not going to like this. So the answer to maximizing profit for me, now this is totally different to everybody else's business, but sure. for me as a speaker. So before I answer, let me tell you. So I'm a speaker. I am a coach. I'm a consultant. And um, i content creator. So there's multiple different ways that I get paid. And then there's different avenues under those four legs right there that I just said, right. there's, there's different breakdowns of ways that I get paid. So right. for me, how I've been able to increase profit is not scaling too fast. And what I mean by that is I, since I started this business, I'm now in the sixth year, I have only ever been a company of one and that's okay. me. Okay. So okay. I'm not looking to go hire a front desk attendant right now because right. I, I don't care if I have to do that extra duty. I'm not looking to hire a virtual assistant because I'm fine with handling all my social and all my digital content. I'm not looking to hire somebody to make sales calls for me because I'm good at that. I'm not looking to share any of my revenue or my profit with anybody because I don't fear putting in an extra hour or an extra two hours a day and being inconvenienced, doing some ugly work that I don't want to do. So for me, every dollar that comes in besides overhead costs of, of where right. I'm at, utilities and living expenses, every single dollar comes into me. I'm not paying somebody's right. health insurance. I'm not paying for their vacations. I'm not paying for them to have a brand new parking spot. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not paying extra costs to go pay to get you trained at some conference. Right. I'm right. not paying for anything because I'm okay accepting doing two or three people's job in one human body. Gotcha. That, and, and I'm really glad you brought that out because we do talk a lot about um, the need to make sure that you're not handling everything. If you, if you can't, you know, that you're, mm. that you're taking away from, from client building to mm. do bookkeeping, you know, if, I mean, if they both fit into that calendar, that's great. And if you're able to do all of that, that is great. Um, and as you said, it's about scaling. And when you take somebody else on in some form, whether that's a VA or an employee. Because I will be soon. Take them on I will be soon. Yes. To, to farm some of that out. And so it's but, a strategic decision on your part mm -hmm. as to when that is. What does scaling look like in your business so that you know when that point is that you're ready to outsource? Well, I think I think also too one of the issues is is so many people are so are so obsessed with the vanity metric of saying I am the boss, I am the yeah. CEO, yeah. and I have people underneath me that I can boss around. I'm the reason that they get a paycheck. Well, at what point are your vanity metrics going to start affecting as you say your profit, your bottom line? Right. Because I could hire a couple of VAs. I could hire a content creator. I could hire an editor. I could hire that. I, I could delegate out the necessary monthly or weekly or quarterly right. money to do so, but I don't want to because right. I am accepting of doing hard work. I am accepting right. of that. I don't need yeah. the vanity metric because I am a business owner and nobody needs to know that I'm the only person working at this business. Exactly. I don't need to be Steve Jobs and have 3,000 employees to be considered a business owner. I own a right. company that I created from the ground up that is mine, me, my, I, and mine. Yes, I'm using all those words. It is mine. I did it. And I handle it solo. So what that right. does is it prevents me from, from scaling too early. And I actually know some people that did that. I know some people that actually got into the insurance business and they opened up their own boutique, their own office, whatever you want to call right. it. And they were so obsessed with getting um, dialers, people to make the cold calls and to get um, other agents in there that they could profit from right. that they did it too quick that it ended up hurting them. Yeah. And, yeah. and they and they weren't able to maintain profit. And then what you end up doing is you destroy two other people's lives because the person you hired to make calls is dependent on your paycheck. The other agent that you brought in is dependent on your paycheck. And you just ruined two other families because right. of your egotistical needs. Because now you can't support them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I you know the the my takeaway from that is be strategic. 
in, in your growth. Be strategic in, in how you scale. And that comes back to, we don't know what we don't know. And there we go. <laughs> right? Look how it all We're came right back at the beginning of, Look you at how it came some guidance. Yeah, you, do. you need some guidance because mm-hmm. you don't know it all. You know, Adam and I have guidance. We have mentors. We have count, uh, coaches. You know, we have people that, mm-hmm. that serve in those roles for us so that we can learn the things that we don't know. And if you're a business owner out there, you need somebody that's in your corner helping you who's been there. Go ahead. And I think, and I, and I, and I think we have coaches and mentors and guidance and guidance from people we don't even realize we have. Like for example, Agreed. you get on Apple or Spotify. And for me, a couple of my favorite podcasts, one is the school of greatness by Lewis house. And the other one is the Ed Milet show by Ed Milet. Neither of those men know who I am, but they're coaching and guiding me. I've never right. met them face to face. Because there's also a thing called distance mentoring, where the consumption of content, for example, you've got books behind you. The authors of those books can be your coach, guide, and mentor. Yeah. They don't even have to. They could be dead, and they're still yeah. guiding and coaching you. Exactly. So that's another, that's another layer that I think if you're, if you're too sure. embarrassed to reach out and say, I need help, well, then turn to the content and let the content spark you yeah. and help you. Yeah, and there's some great content out there from, from folks that have you know, some of them, as you say, are already gone. They're, you know, they've yeah. already left this world, but they've left yeah. their imprint upon it. In, um, you know, I think Think and Grow Rich, you know, how many oh. millions of people have read Think and Grow Rich and learned um, from it? He's one of my, if not, he's up there in my top three, uh, Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Uh, he wrote his best book, which is way better than Think and Grow Rich, is Outwitting the Devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, outwitting the devil. Outwitting the devil. I'm going to write that down. Yes, it is. It is life altering. You, you, you sparked this conversation. You said think and grow rich. Um, Napoleon Hill is. He is. He's dead and gone. It took years for his publisher and his family to be comfortable with putting out the book Outwitting the Devil, because mm-hmm. in his book, the devil, Lucifer, Satan, is the emotion of fear, and uh-huh. that is fear being imputed through education through church, religion, politics, media, pharmaceuticals. And back when he created that content, it would have been easier for a very powerful person that doesn't want his message going out to kill him and shut him up than it would be today. Now, unfortunately, he's no longer here. He's passed. I believe his wife has passed. So it's now in his children, his grandchildren's hands. But um, yes, and that mm. book itself, especially for times like right now with COVID, with political um, political chaos, with yes. racial chaos, with everything, with bankruptcy and everything that's going on right now, that is a very powerful book for mm. anybody to either read or listen to. to on Audible. Out, Outwitting the Devil Outwitting by Napoleon Hill. By Napoleon yep. Hill. I will check that yep. out. Very Speaking good. of just coaching and mentoring, there it is right there. there. Just, just shut up and listen to that book or read that book. <laughs> you, you know? Go. Awesome. It's been such a joy today to visit with you, Adam. I always enjoy our time together. I do know that we have talked about um, a gift that that you would like to offer our listeners. And folks, we'll have all the details for it in the show notes, but we want Adam to tell us about it. So I'm actually, I'm going to do two things. So the first thing that you brought up, um, you brought up the podcast. So um, the podcast, anybody that's watching or listening, just give you a quick breakdown. It's it's by me, Adam, Adam Renata Ranville. The podcast is is named after my company, Mind Muscle Mastery. You can get it on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, anywhere. Um, And yours truly, Regina, has given me content, and I'm actually promoting her um, Health, Life, and Business Summit within the podcast. So anybody that's listening to this that likes podcasts, come on over to your favorite platform and check out my podcast, Mind Muscle Mastery. Um, Support the vision, support the content, support Regina and her summit as well. And then the second gift that I want to give people is any listener or watcher that is trying to make passive income that is interested in the money markets like stocks and crypto. Um, There's an app. um, I know a lot of people are familiar with it. It's called Robinhood. Whether you like it or you don't, that's irrelevant because it is, is a powerful, powerful service. And if any of you have not got on Robinhood yet, I have a referral link that I will send to uh, Regina and she can post this within wherever the show notes are. When you use the referral link to sign up with Robinhood and you put your bank account information on and you want to start investing, Robinhood through my referral link will give you a free stock. 
You'll get a free stock to start out. It could be $2, $10. It could be a $200 or a $500 stock. They will start you out with some type of free stock to get your investing going in the right direction. And here we are on a podcast talking about profit. Well, there's no better profit in the world than passive income and being able to invest yeah. the correct way. So anybody that wants that gift, use my referral link through the Robin Hood link that I will be sending Regina. All, you don't even have to put any money in. You don't have to invest a single penny. All you need to do is create a profile and put your bank account information on file and they send you a free stock. It is absolutely 101% guaranteed you will get a free stock when you go through the referral link. Now I'm offering it because you could obviously go on the app store and download it yourself. But I personally know people that have done that and didn't get their free stock. But everybody that's been able to get it through a referral has got their free stock. I've already helped seven people do it. So go on, do Excellent. it. Um, let's slant the market back in the direction of the people. Excellent. So Thank get you your free so stock and use it. Absolutely. Get your free stock. So yes. we'll have that in the show notes, folks. Yes. Adam, again, it's it's always fun to to visit with you. And to learn from you, you are such a wealth of information and uh, and I really enjoy that. I love the impact that you're making in the world. Thank that, you. Uh, that really excites me. You, hold, hold on, you as well. About. You as well as an author. I, I need, I know you're not gonna, you're not gonna shout yourself out, but let me do it. You as an author, now as a podcaster, as a content creator, which is how you and I connected on LinkedIn was through content right. creation. And you as a coach, you as a guide, as an entrepreneur, I appreciate and I applaud your impact that you're giving to people in the world, especially because you can reach a different demographic of people than I can. I, I, I can sit in a room full of people that are, that are older than me and they'll hear me, but you can sit in that same room with those same people and they're going to listen to you because you have a different level of experience than me. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Let's do round two some point soon. I would love to do round two with you. I would love that. I'd yes. Love that. So folks, we thank you for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed this. And uh, as a, again, we'll have the show notes uh, down below. So be sure and check that out. Thanks again, Adam. And goodbye, everyone. We'll see you soon. Thank you, everybody. God bless. As you can see, all entrepreneurs experience challenges in business. It's been my experience, however, that with every challenge we solve, we create a new challenge. So let me ask, what's the biggest challenge in your business? Are you generating the profit that you desire? Do you know what systems you need in order to create more efficiency and profit in your business? Are you tired of working 60 plus hours a week and not seeing the returns or seeing your family? Are your relationships suffering because of this and the stress that you're experiencing? If this is you, I'd like to invite you to consider applying to participate in my mastermind program. This mastermind is for entrepreneurs who are already making $500,000 or more in revenue, but they're missing out on sufficient profit and time to live life on their own terms. As a result, their relationships are also suffering. They're looking for a more integrated lifestyle, knowing that work and life will never be balanced 50-50. As entrepreneurs, we know there will always be overlaps between our personal and professional lives, but we can look at it from a holistic, more well-rounded approach to work and life. So this mastermind is not for you if you're too busy or too broke to invest in leverage for your business, or if you want to figure it out on your own again, and if you're not committed to reclaiming the most important relationships in your life. It is for you, however, if you're done reinventing the wheel and doing it the hard way, you understand that speed and ease equals income, and you wanna increase the speed of your income and profit. You want to add leverage into your business and be able to cultivate, strengthen, and renew great relationships in your life. If that's you, then complete my mastermind application Secure an appointment with me by making a refundable $1,000 deposit and then scheduling a call to discuss whether or not you're a good fit for this mastermind. The link is bit.ly forward slash mastermind qualifying. That's bit.ly bit.ly forward slash mastermind qualifying. This will be a no-pressure call. We simply visit to assess whether or not this mastermind is the right tool for you at this time. If it is, great. We'll get you signed up.
If it's not, we'll refund your deposit and we can discuss other options if you'd like. I look forward to seeing you on the call. Has life dealt you some harsh challenges? Ever wonder if you'll get past those challenges? On my next episode of Pursuing Profit with Principles, you will meet Amber Wise and learn her powerful story of overcoming a diagnosis at the age of two, which said she would never run or ride a bicycle, never swim or have a normal life. Stay with me as we learn this incredible story of overcoming and perseverance. That two-year-old with the diagnosis of never having a normal life grew up and has far surpassed normal and now teaches other women how to be all that they can be helping them to get in shape from the comfort of their home.